All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to KOVE 1330 AM, 107.7 FM, Community Connected. You're listening to Coffee Time. I'm your host, Vince Tropea. As I mentioned before the break, we're in studio today with Don Scott, a Riverton clinic-based certified occupational therapist with Teton Therapy. And one of his patients, Katie Leister, uh, an amazing story about her uh, liver and kidney transplant journey and then subsequent uh, work that she's done with Teton Therapy. And I'm really excited for this interview today. We've been having fun already here in studio uh, before the official interview started, getting to know both of them. But uh, before we dive into talking about Katie's story and the work that Don does, how's everybody doing this morning? Doing good, Vince. Doing good, Vince. Thanks. Katie, Don, like I said, I appreciate you guys both taking the time to come and chat with me today. Uh, Don, I will kick things off with you. I'd love to get a little bit of back, a little bit of backstory about yourself, how you got involved with uh, Teton therapy and what you do for them. Sure, Vince. I'm a certified occupational therapy assistant. I started my career, um, I was a combat medic in the army and deployed to Iraq. And when I got back, they wanted me to reenlist. And I had decided that that really wasn't for me. And they offered me what the military calls an additional skill identifier, and occupational therapy was on the list. I have an autistic son that was in occupational therapy, and it looked like a pretty rewarding field, so that's kind of where I went ahead and took the opportunity to be trained there. So my wife and I, she's from Minnesota and I'm from Washington, and we just split the difference and moved to Riverton, Wyoming, and Teton Therapy is where I kind of found a home to practice occupational therapy, and I just love working there. Well, it seems like a great place to work, and then you get to have that uh, personal connection with a lot of your patients, and one of them you brought here today, and that's Katie Leister. And Katie, if you could just kind of uh, give us some background information uh, on your story and how it ended up at Teton Therapy. Oh, it's quite the story. <laughs> I'll give you the condensed version. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had been sick for a few years, didn't really know what was going on. I had been misdiagnosed, undiagnosed. Until I finally was so sick, I ended up getting life flighted from here in Lander to University of Colorado. Wow. And that was in June of 2021, so exactly two years ago. Okay. Um, once I got life flighted, they figured out what was wrong with me. They're, they have a huge liver program there. Okay, okay. And I had a disease called NASH, non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. And it's like a fatty liver mm-hmm. Um, I had other health issues that many years ago that had contributed to that as well. And because of that condition, I would get a condition called ascites, which is fluid in the stomach because okay. the liver can't process it. Right, right. And they did a bunch of stomach drainings on me called paracentesis. And doing that killed both my kidneys. Jeez. So I went through all the testing, all the, uh, I mean, hoops and jumps. And there was mm-hmm. so much to go through. And they finally on... Uh, what was it? July 9th of 2021, I was listed on the official transplant list to receive a liver and kidney. Wow. And I was inpatient at the University of Colorado from July 14th until July or June. I'm sorry, June 14th through July 23rd. So that was a long hospital inpatient stay. Long hosp- hospital inpatient stay. And that was right during the height of COVID yes, and all that scariness. So you're dealing with uh, a lot scary. of things. Yeah, they would only allow two people in to see me. We, I actually Jeez. could have visitors. Um, so my aunt came from California and my grandma stayed with me um, down there. And my husband would come back and forth because he had to work and keep the house going, take right, care of the pets. Right. And so he would come back and forth. Or when they called him, like when I slipped into a coma. They didn't know if I would wake up from that. It was called hepatic encephalopathy coma. Wow. Um, 
I saw my deceased grandfather during that coma and he told me it wasn't my time i don't know if people believe in that or not but i certainly do yeah so well, whether was, they believe it or not you lived it <laughs> i so. lived it and i um, was deactivated on the transplant list on july 13th so four days after i was on it because i went into that coma and on july 18th i woke up so and only 20 percent of people wake up from those comas so it oh. wasn't my time Oh my! It truly wasn't. So then they wanted me out of the hospital because I was suffering from ICU delirium, where you see things, you hear things. It was just a really, really crazy situation. Crazy situation, rough go. And yeah. Uh, just on that note, before we go any further, too, you, you did say before the interview, this is I think it's a perfect time to uh, uh, stress the importance of uh, organ donations. Yes, please register to be an organ donor. You can go to um, organdonor.gov. Or you can go to your local DMV and get that little dot on your license. But the most important thing I can say to people is talk to your family or your friends, whoever's there for mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. and could be there when that happens to you. It's not a taboo subject. Just talk about it. Let them know your wishes. Yeah. And I have lots of people say, oh, I'm older or oh, they wouldn't want my kidney or they oh, my liver shot. It's not just solid organs. It's skin. It's tissue. They do a lot of... Um, and thank you for clarifying that because I didn't even know that as yes, well. Yes, um, so. cornea, skin, tissue. Um, a lot of knee replacements and such are done with cadaver tendons and joints now. Okay. So they have tissue banks and such for all of that. So even if your organs aren't the best, there's stuff that can help people and you can save someone's life or enhance their life greatly. So you had this, this life-saving surgery, but... I'm assuming then too that that's not that doesn't mean you're in the clear. No, <laughs> there's tons of recovery that comes Lots after of that. Recovery. So is that where uh, you ended up getting into physical therapy? Yes. Well, so I had that long hospital stay, then I had the double transplant. Um, I had a couple of setbacks. The medications are very rough. Mm -hmm. The um, immunosuppressants. They really mess with your body. They're suppressing your immune system. Well, and you showed me a photo of yourself too during that time. And, and yeah, that uh, the physical recovery that you can see in yourself uh, here sitting today compared to what that photo was. I mean, it's 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 outstanding. It's it's night and day. I, uh -huh. I, I look at it still and it's, it, I get emotional looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and with the few setbacks I've had, my donor, um, I don't know my donor, but um, he had a disease called cytomegalovirus. 70, 80% of the population has it, CMV. It's very common. It's in your DNA, kind of like a mono would be. If you've uh -huh. ever had it, it's in you and Just it lays there. dormant. Yeah. Well, when you're immunosuppressed like me, it can flare up. I never had it. I was one of the few. I had everything else, but I never had CMV. And with um, the CMV, they had me on medication for it right after my transplant for six months. They took me off of it. And with that, um, it decided to flare up. My body didn't recognize it. It needed to fight it. And in turn, it broke through my immunosuppressants and recognized the liver. So I had CMV infection and liver rejection at the same time. And that was Jeez. in April of 22. Another two weeks down in Colorado in the hospital. Uh huh. I mean, they did liver biopsies, colonoscopies, everything. The CMV had infiltrated my colon. And luckily it didn't attack the organs. My kidney just kind of hung out there. Wasn't any problem at the time. And they got me through that. And then um, I actually had COVID, too, right after my transplant. <laughs> Unavoidable at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was seriously. in January of 22. Then in April, I had the rejection. Then I was on prednisone. 
And that's what, I mean, all of that led up to that, but the prednisone really messed with me when they took me off of it. Everything in my body hurt. Mm-hmm. So I went to my primary care doctor in Riverton, who works very closely with my transplant team in Colorado, and she recommended physical therapy because I had hip and back pain. So um, she sent an order over to Teton Therapy. She gave me my choice, and I chose Teton. My grandma had gone there several years ago, and they did really well for her. And I'm so thankful I chose Teton Therapy. So I started there for physical therapy. And I was talking to one of the therapists who was working on me, John was, and I said, did you do anything about my neck and shoulder and back pain too? He goes, yeah, let's call your doctor and have her send a ripper all over for occupational therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, okay, so now I've been going two hours a day, three times a week for PT and OT. That's amazing. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what uh, your process is, what you do over there for the occupational um, therapy? For occupational therapy, um, Don does a lot of manual work on me and massage and trigger point. I tend to protect. I'm very guarded of my right side because uh-huh. I have huge incision for the liver and incision for the kidney. Most people don't know this. Also, fun fact, I have three kidneys. They don't take the old ones unless there is a problem with them like cancer or an infection. So they're just kind of floating back there, wow. <laughs> not hooked up. And my transplanted kidney is in my front lower area above my groin on the right side. So my entire right side had surgery mm-hmm. from them pulling mm-hmm. my rib cage out to access the liver, to moving things around, hooking the new kidney up. It was a 12 and a half hour surgery that I was in. So, that is so I intense. guard this side a lot. Yeah. It's a subconscious yeah. thing. I really work on it. Don's always on me about it. He's like, quit guarding. I'm like, I know. But it's kind of hard to protect this. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Don does a lot of work with that, a lot of strengthening. They've got my left side doing really good good but good. that right side still, still needing some, some work time. but we've been progressing i had another small setback about three months ago they adjusted some immunosuppressants and the cmv flared up again but not to the level i needed to be in the hospital right and right. i'm building i can still build antibodies even having a suppressed immune system but they you know they want my body to try to fight things as naturally as it can as mm-hmm. well so I was just exhausted, and that's one thing it does. It just makes you so tired, the CMB, and that was my little setback. So we had to go kind of back to square one on the exercises, the bands, and Mm -hmm. the weights and all that. And now we're actually past where I was before I had the setback, so working through all that. Well, and just uh, talking with you here today, uh, seeing you here today, it, it, it doesn't even look like you've gone through a lot of those things. So, I mean, that sounds like you've had some amazing recovery. Don, had you ever seen anything like this in your work as an occupational therapist? I've seen a lot of different surgeries, not anything this extensive. I was in the Army, and so I've seen and worked with a lot of amputee patients and really significant burn patients. So I've been, I would say to this scale, but never, never anybody like Katie. And the thing about it is, is that a lot of people don't understand occupational therapy and occupational therapy, people think occupation, it's got to relate to work. Right. And that's really not the case. Occupation Mm -hmm. is anything that you do that occupies your time. And so like Katie, she loves to cook. She's got quite a online following from cooking. Oh, awesome. Um, She also helps manage her husband's business. And so she's pretty busy. She takes care of her grandmother, like she had talked about. Those are the kind of things that we build what's called an occupational profile. What are their daily movements, those are regular type of uh, uh, uses of the body? Yep, and exactly what what kind of strength and energy you need to do to do the course of what you do every day. And so once we build this occupational profile, we can kind of adjust it and cater to what Katie needs. And that's what we've done, essentially. So she's really progressing and doing great. 
I mean, it's like you said, uh, like we said before, uh, just looking at the photo from before, just hearing all this stuff that you've been through before. I mean, it really does. I mean, you, you, you're, you're healthy, happy and full of energy here today. Thank you. I try. <laughs> I have a very strong faith and I have a great support system. Mm-hmm. And like Teton therapy, we were talking, we had talked all the way over here. Mm-hmm. Everybody there's like a huge family. And we laugh, the camaraderie, the joking, the teasing, talking food, talking life mm-hmm. in general. And they all know my story. They all know what I've been through. And they really have tailored a custom plan to me. And personalized and it, yeah. also people think, oh, I have a shoulder replacement. I need to go to therapy. Oh, I broke something. I need to go to therapy. But I think they can do so much more for so many people. It's a whole body type thing they can do there. Mm-hmm. They can, I mean, and even with mind and mentally, I look forward to going. Yeah, I've met yeah. other patients there. We share our stories with each other. We cheer each other on. We, you know, somebody graduates from therapy. It's like, yes, you did awesome. And it's got a community of yes, support there. Yeah. It's amazing. And the therapists are just fantastic. I've never been anywhere like that before. And would you have any advice for anybody who might be thinking about seeking out uh, occupational or physical therapy? Just do it. Just do Don't it. hesitate. Just do it because, um, like, Don and I have talked people who had COVID and who are still like suffering from the repercussions of that. Cause that's something that's never happened before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they don't realize how weak they are. Just give it a shot because they'll get you and they may not get you back to where you were before, but they'll get you a lot better than you are now. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm a hundred percent better than I was. <laughs> I think that's, that's a perfect uh, tagline for, for, for all of that too. And uh, we are about running out of time here today. But, Katie, I just want to say thank you so much for um, sharing your story. We really do appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. And, Don, uh, was there anything else? I mean, you know, Teton Therapy is one of our sponsors here on Coffee Time. Uh, was there anything else that uh, you think that our community members might want to know, our listeners might want to know, things you guys have going on or maybe the free consultations? Well, I know that you guys broadcast kind of all over the place. And so just keep in mind, we have a clinic in Lander, Riverton, and Cheyenne. We do free consultations, which is just a call, a phone call away. Um, the Riverton phone number is 307-857-7074, and Lander is 307-332-2230. And you can just call us. We'll get a free consult. You can come on in, and we'll kind of progress there what we need to do. Perfect. Well, thanks again uh, to both of you, Don, Katie, for stopping by today. We really do appreciate it. All right, everyone, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, more coffee time after a quick word from our sponsors.